0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Hoover and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. March is here. Yes, it is March 1st. I actually watched a little bit of the combine yesterday. Not, not because I like sat down and was like, let me watch the combine. But as I was getting a haircut, my uh, guy, James Ricciardo goes, is a combine going on right now? I was like, yeah, I think it is. We sat there and watched D lineman do the hula hoop drill. I'm familiar with the hula hoop drill? Hula hoop drill is they take, uh, two hula hoops and they stick them next to each other and then they put items inside the hula hoops and tell them in which way they have to run and pick up the items and then place them back to see some sort of agility i'd never seen the hula hoop drill but they were doing that and i was uh yeah i was i was paying attention to the defensive lineman there's some guy on penn state broke the d lineman 40 time record yesterday so uh, i was locked in that's how much i need football in my life but there was one big story that came out of the combine okay And that is, now, the day after Caleb Williams says all the right things and he's getting praised about how he's not going to turn down an opportunity to be the the Bears quarterback, if he gets drafted by the Bears, he's excited. If the Bears trade the pick, he gets excited to play for a different team. If the Bears didn't draft him first overall, he's excited to go play somewhere else. He sounded great. He is now declining medical evaluation. And he is believed to be the first player ever to show up at the combine, be there physically,
4: and decline medical evaluation. Well, you know it's got to start somewhere. You know uh, there are many players over the years that have complained about the combine and what goes on at the combine, and it was just a matter of time before somebody was going to show up and say, you know, not only am I not throwing, I'll come here and I'll talk, I'll, I'll interview with you guys, but you're not touching me medically. You're not. You're not looking at me medically. Now, watching him play over the last two years, I would say there's nothing wrong with him medically, yeah, unless but, of course, unless of course, there's something like a spinal stenosis or they have you know a lower back problem. You you would never know, but he doesn't look like he, he has a problem. No, he he doesn't. But
3: I, you really don't know, right? And you have no idea. And if I'm going to. Put my job on the line. And if I'm an, uh, as a general manager, and also if I'm an owner making a tremendous investment, I gotta know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I gotta know. I don't know if I'd be able to
4: take them. Nah, they're gonna take them. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's it's just a matter. He knows they're gonna take them. Everybody knows that they're gonna take them. Then him. why is he declining it? What is, what is, the, what there's is, there's no he's... reason for it. No reason for anybody else to have any sort of. You know, information about me. If I know I'm going to the Bears, the Bears can check me out when they when they draft me. Oof. That kind of thing. All right. So I know that this is you're talking from a player's perspective. Yeah, I, I'm just from a general you. manager's
3: perspective or an owner's
4: perspective. How would you feel? Uh, I would feel, you know, a little bit frustrated. No question. But again, you know, I keep telling you that these kids are changing and they're changing and they're changing. Mm-hmm. And the money that they're making in college, the 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 empowerment that they now have. Uh, it kind of changes the landscape. So that's why I was saying, you know, in the middle of the season, if Caleb Williams had said, I do not want to play for, you know, anybody other than, say, the commanders where he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have really been a test for the NFL because now all of a sudden kids are picking where they want to go. Um, oh, if, it wouldn't be the first that, time. I know. Yeah, but there were different reasons why. Different, like Eli and, and John Elway, specifically did their did their situations. This would have been because, look, I'm Caleb Williams. I've already made you know ten million dollars at USC, whatever it is, and I can do whatever I want because it's player empowerment time. I, that and I don't. That's not going to happen. That's not what he said. He said that if the Bears pick him, he'd love to play there, and that would be a smart thing for him. And very rarely, now I, some people could look
3: at this and say that it's going to project into the future and a ton of guys are going to do this. It's very rarely that someone like this is going to come along where you feel like there's a no doubt, 100%, he's going to be the guy that gets selected first overall. Everybody else is sort of have to go there. And, you know, whether it's going up from,
4: you know, being fourth overall or third overall, I don't know. Or 15th or 14th. Let me ask you a question. Is Marvin Harrison Jr. going through any of this? He's not doing anything. Well, no, I think he's getting a medical evaluation because
3: the story was that Caleb Williams was the first person and only person to ever do this. So that means if Marvin Harrison is there, then he's probably going through the medical evaluation. Yeah, Marvin
4: Harrison I'm not working out the clock. I don't need to work out. Well, there's been other guys, but see, there's there's been other guys
3: who haven't worked out. There's been other guys who haven't thrown that are quarterbacks. There's been guys that don't go. But this is new in the fact that he is attending... Not throwing, not participating, and also not getting any sort of medical evaluation. Yeah, so that's that's new. So it's the he's believed to be the first invitee to decline medical exams and still attend the combine. So yeah, I mean we will we will see. But you know that most guys, I mean ninety nine percent of guys will go through these medical exams and do everything that they need to do. I don't think that this is maybe for a a quarterback who is believed to be a consensus number one guy in the future.
4: Yeah. Then maybe they'll follow the Caleb Williams route, but most guys are going to go through the evaluation. So today at 3 o'clock, you got defensive backs and tight ends, and then tomorrow... Is the quarterbacks and wide receivers. So you have a nice little Saturday, spring Saturday to yourself and
3: you'll be watching. Are you going to go over to Phil Sims' house? No. Because you know he watches every bit of that. Oh, yeah. He loves the men he's, in underwear. He's all over this. He loves that. I'm surprised he's not there. He may be there. Oh, just to, get a, just to get a grab here or there? Just to kind of talk to some people. Yeah, I mean, it's not in any sort of uh, inappropriate way. He just likes to grab, like he grabbed me just to, to feel my body to see
4: where i was at and he called you a thick bitch. he did
3: yeah he goes, that, he goes you were thick back then i was very 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 thick and i i took it as a as a huge compliment because he generally talks about thick people in a positive way and when he grabbed me it was it was during a picture so i was in between the two of you and he just he took that that hand of his and he just started squeezing all around and I was like, man, I'm getting the Phil Sims football player evaluation. Yes. And he whispered in my ear, he goes, You a thick son, bitch. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Right, I am. You bro. loved it. Let's go do a talk show
4: now. <laughs> it was great. Remember <laughs> how you were sweating that night?
3: I was, I was, I was
4: it was amazing how much you were sweating that night.
3: Yeah, I was soaked. It was disgusting. Well, I mean, I wore like a, a, a first of all, I was bigger. I was probably 245, 250 pounds. Yeah, you were fat, Joe. And it was warm in there. Then it got even warmer when all the people showed up. And I had this sweater on. I remember It had like layers. I don't. I mean, it was it was cold because it was like spring. And then we went inside. And I was just pouring sweat. <laughs>
4: you sweating. Plus, Plus, it was a big deal.
3: And we had that very adventurous um subway ride. You and I, <laughs> right. where the guys were dancing right in my face. <laughs> the shirtless guys were dancing right in Al's face. Which Not was- just
1: dancing, doing acrobatics on the. Like that, that where people would hold their hands up on the bars to, on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: that and if you, it was could, like gymnastics. Yeah, no, I, it was it gymnastics?
3: I posted that on my Instagram, G O W F A N, back in the day. If you want to look at it, you can just go to the account and you just scroll down. It's not that far. It's you see a shirtless man with a as some sort of a backpack on is the sort of the the image. And if you uh, don't remember, there, boomer, this was it.
4: I know. I remember, remember it. remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
3: he, and Al was just sitting there meekly. And the, the greatest part about that is Al had not gotten on the subway in a number of years. And this was the first <laughs> experience that he had. Uh, oh, my goodness. Just absolutely tremendous. All right, let's go to uh, Captain Dave. Oh, look at this. This is Captain Dave Anderson out in Bayport. He's uh, driving around, getting those ferries ready for the summer. What's up, Captain Dave? What do you got for us?
5: Hey gentlemen, how you doing?
3: Good man. What do you what's on your mind?
5: Uh just a little combine information. Um Boomer, I'm sure you know about it, but we've got a Long Island kid that got invited to the Combine. Um I, I wish the kid the best, I really do. I think he's got a legitimate shot. Um and that's uh Boomer he played for you on the Empire Challenge, as a matter of fact, and that's Dylan Love from West Hampton.
4: Oh yeah. Wow. So yeah. uh um yeah. I'm trying to think. He was, oh, God, um,
5: this is like five, six, six years ago? Yeah, I want to say I wanna say 17, 18. Yeah. He played in the challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the kid put up ridiculous numbers in high school. He had uh, close to 7,000 yards in his high school career over uh, well over 600 carries.
3: Where'd he go to school?
5: He went to oh, Kind of funny. Um, he went to Well, he went to high school West Hampton. Yeah. Um, then he went to University of New Hampshire, where he graduated from. And as a matter of fact, a, uh, a co teammate of my son's at Siena College, uh, who left the lacrosse team at Siena went to University of New Hampshire to play football. Ended up being a long snap for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> and one day, uh, Dave, one day
3: Bradley Schwartz will be
4: long snapping uh, t- <laughs> to Patrick Mahomes. That's two days Harrison in a row Bunker. that we have just spoken about long snapping. That's right, two days in a row. Look at this yep. thing; it's a growing
3: trend. It certainly is. It's it's good to be a long snapper. This is a the golden age of of long snapping. Uh, but yeah, no, that's great. I didn't. That I mean, that Empire Challenge has been around for what five years now or something. Well, the at Pandemic least.
4: killed us. Yeah. yeah. So,
3: it, so this guy has uh, had a full college career and has. Uh has definitely gone on to big things if you're getting invited to the combine. So best of luck. Now, I heard your sports minute, speaking of NFL stuff on the competition committee. Yes. We, was that a lower the boom spot? It Is that was that a was? lower the boom it spot. It was always yeah. lowering the
4: boom. Yeah, because I hate the rule where the offense, if they have the ball and they fumble it in through throughout the the end zone and uh, it goes out of bounds, the defense gets the ball. Yep. They never actually possess the ball. They just get the ball. And mm-hmm. I hate that. I, I just, I you know, it's... If the ball goes out of bounds and we're outside of 2 minutes now we're talking about regular first quarter guys run down the field fumbles the ball if the ball goes out of bounds on the 1-inch line mm-hmm. it's the offense's ball on the 1-inch line if the ball goes over the goal line and then goes out of bounds on the sideline it's now the defense's ball on the 20-yard line going the other way mm-hmm. I'm like what are we doing
3: yeah what are we doing
4: I mean I I do, like what happened in the uh, Baltimore Raven and Kansas City Chief playoff game, which Darius needs knocks the ball out of the hands of um, uh, Flowers. And they recover the ball. That's a different story. This is a ball that's not recovered, but it goes out of the end zone, and it goes back to the defense. I still, I don't understand. The defense is getting its ass kicked, going all the way down the field, and then all of a sudden an offensive player has the ball knocked out of his hands, and it goes out of bounds when it goes through the end zone. And you're giving the ball to the defense. Why? And that's something that we thought was going to change. This I UFC thought it was going to change because uh, fans hate it, players hate it, except of course if you're a defensive player. And I think that you know you want high-scoring games. You want more scoring. Why would you do that? Maybe you take the ball and you put it on the ten-yard line, or maybe it's a reverse touchback and you put back put it out on the twenty. And you whatever down you're on, that's where you're at. And I don't know. There's got to be some sort of compromise. I just think it's too severe of a penalty for the offensive team.
3: And this is the first year in 20-some-odd years that Bill Belichick is not on the competition committee, right? Mm. And he was one who always used to propose a lot of stuff. Didn't he move the extra point back?
4: He yes. the guy behind yes. that. So, he, want, he wants to replay everything, too.
3: Yeah. He never was able to get that, but that was one of the things he threw out there. So he was a major part of shaping the rules of the league in the last 20 years with the competition committee. This is the first time
4: that he's not on there. Now, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he goes into TV or not. Yeah, one, man, I couldn't imagine sitting next to Coach Coach Cower and Coach Belichick on the NFL today. Oh boy. Now they're friendly. Oh yeah.
3: But once they get like a one of those slobber knocker games, you know, the two of them probably be
4: foaming right. at the mouth like they got rabies. Yeah, no, I know. I could I could see some of the comments that I make and Coach Belichick looking at me going, What'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The coach this is TV, man, it's gotta be entertainment. You gotta understand that. I mean like, you know, that's the one thing I will say. Remember how we would have Mike Tannenbaum on, mm-hmm. and he was the worst guest. He was so dry and just had no, like, no personality, and everything was a process, and we made fun of everything that he would always say. And now he's on ESPN and he's figuring it out. And he's like, you know, the Giants had trade Daniel Jones to the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the I mean, process. And that's a process. Yeah, he just throws crap out there Yeah, but get now, But he's him. finally figured it out. He's on the dark side. The, the yeah. process. Well, Rex
3: Ryan was sort of... When Rex Ryan first got the ESPN, I think he was trying to get another job in the league so he wasn't criticizing people because he didn't want to offend anybody that might hire him. And then when he realized that no one was going to hire him again, he just started ripping into people, destroying them. And now he's one of the more entertaining personalities the more that they right. have. Exactly. Finally figured it out. And by the way, you were, you were out when we did this. But Ryan Clark put out a contract hype video for himself where he basically said that I'm the best to have ever done this. And now I put in all the work, and the next phase of Ryan Clark on TV is getting paid more and doing less. I mean, And I am not exaggerating one bit. That's what he said. He goes, I've already put in the work. Now I want to do less and get paid more. And he got it. He actually got it. And Jerry and I sat here and said, if you're an executive, why in the hell would you pay the guy when he's admitting that he's not going to work as hard?
4: And they did. so... So he's making more money and he now is working less hours a week. I mean, he's gonna, maybe he's going to drop
3: some other stuff or whatever. Yeah, he's there, you know he did this podcast. He might not be doing that anymore. They had him do inside the NFL. Maybe he drops that. I don't know. But he said he had all these other jobs and all these things. And now he's he wanted to get paid more and do less. So-
4: well, you can say whatever you want about Ryan Clark. The one thing you can't dispute is that he does have strong opinions. Oh, he's good on TV. That's what I'm saying. I'm not denying that. I just
3: could not believe it's like him getting dressed in a suit and everything. He's just basically like, he's I'm you know, I'm the best. I grind it, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> and he's like, now I put myself in a
4: spot where I want to do less and get paid more. It says this. You know, he's probably looking at Stephen A. Smith going, How much is he making?
3: Yeah, but I mean you know, how much money is he bringing in
4: too? I mean, that's but how much time thing. but how much time is, you know, uh, how much time is Ryan Clark has I don't know because maybe he's on one We're on I'm not sure. how many hours a week has he been putting in the car wash over there? you know what well I mean? it's not just ESPN.
3: I mean, that's the thing the point that he was making was that you know ESPN gave him a contract back then. He thought he was worth more than what they offered him. so then he started branching out and doing other things, started working for inside the NFL, which is not an ESPN thing he started working for. He did his own podcast, which was not affiliated with ESPN. So he basically wants just that one job, like, I don't know, like the Pat McAfee show or Stephen A. H- whoever, that one job at ESPN to get paid enough to not have to do all the other stuff right. is basically what it comes down to. So he
4: wanted to cut back on other areas, but he needed somebody else to pay him more money. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there are days when he's at uh, over at Eastman, he's there all day doing hits from the Morning Sports Center up
1: through Scott Van Pelt.
3: Yeah,
4: I mean, that's... Yeah, that's the car wash. Right,
5: yeah.
3: Let's go to Ziggy in Hillsdale, New Jersey. What's going on, Ziggy?
5: Hey, how's it going? You guys uh, just mentioned Mike Tannenbaum, so I just have a question about him. All right. Okay, so uh, he actually last week mentioned that um, he thinks that Russell Wilson should be the backup to Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, and I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that. And uh, uh, they had to check his... uh, uh, cup for Buka to see what that, what was wrong with him when he said that.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, like I told you he's figuring it out. So he's creating yeah. uh, scenarios for people to discuss, and uh, and he's looking for different and smart because he's he's using very well known players in a lot of these different scenarios he's putting out there.
3: Right. I mean, uh, Exhibit A is Ziggy from Hillsdale calling up and asking about it a week later, and we all know it's a ridiculous, non realistic situation. But Ziggy's still thinking about it. So there you go. There's the new Mike Tannenbaum.
6: Good Friday
3: on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It is Boomer and Geo.
1: Jerry Recco back. He's got another sports update and more. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. And also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. All right, so you had the, uh, the Knicks and the Warriors last night at Madison Square Garden. Now, the last time the Warriors played, uh, Steph Curry got out to a very slow start. I think he was scoreless definitely through the first quarter. Might have even been the entire first half. Well, last night, that was not the case as Golden State beat New York. 9 start
5: for the Knicks. He's had a block on the other end. Kaminga and
1: Green converged on Harnstein. And Now
4: uh, Curry fires once again. Oh, Steph Curry.
1: He's off to one of those starts. And he was. That was part of his 31-point effort as the Warriors beat the Knicks 110 at 99. Dante DiVincenzo was mic'd up for this game and noticed the big difference for his pal Curry from the last time out.
2: That's how you wanted to start off? You wanted to start D.C. scoreless. Now like you 10. want to come in here. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching ever since
1: you texted me. <laughs> it sounds like those two are quite friendly. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who had 25 in this game. Guess what he said, Boomer. Couldn't wait to get his time in the garden to play.
2: I always dreamed to play here
4: uh,
1: since I was a little kid and I think that was my biggest motivation. Biggest motivation was to come into the garden and play a big game. You know, all these stars all talk about
4: coming into the garden and playing in such a magical place yet none of them want to play here.
1: They don't want to stay here. They heard about congestion pricing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Knicks have dropped 7 of 9. Jalen Brunson did have 27 in the loss. Knicks now 35 and 25 on the season. Nets beat the Hawks 124 to 97. Just one from Kevin Ollie on why the team was successful.
2: We hit first. Um, Just our energy, our effort, those are things we can control. I'm going to keep saying that. they get tired of me saying it, but that's just part of me.
1: That's- yeah, energy and effort sounds like a pretty good thing to rely on. Uh, Cam Johnson had 29 points, 7 of 11 from 3. Tennis Schroeder had 23 points and 7 assists, so the Nets 23 and 36 on the season. A couple, couple of other things notable from the NBA. Spurs beat the Thunder 132-118. to 118. Last hour, we played the uh, the block and then the three-pointer from Victor Weminyama. He had 28 points, 12 rebounds. He was on Bally Sports uh, Southwest after the game. Very happy to be back home. I
2: miss this. I love it. I missed it. He's game.
1: Yeah, he enjoyed the game for sure. He played really well as they beat a very good team in Oklahoma City. It was their 12th win of the season. Uh, for San Antonio. A couple of other things. The Lakers beat the Wizards in overtime, 31 for LeBron, 40 and 15 for Anthony Davis. Nuggets beat the Heat, Bucks over the Hornets, one eleven ninety-nine. Snoop Dogg was the latest uh, guest on the All the Smoke podcast slash show with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. So here they uh, they ask him, since he's a big basketball fan, about all-time great players.
2: Who's your current top five in the league right now? Basketball players? hmm that mother f- from the Nuggets, Jokic, Jokic. Hey, hands down. I'm like it used to be, Giannis. That d- thing came out of nowhere. And he don't f- around. <laughs> okay, uh, number two on his list. When John Morant is on the court, mm, man. I can't even front because that d- is different. I hate playing that. D- man, He's got he got a jetpack on. He is a goon with the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> <over> the <laughs> and then uh, he would go to shy Gilgis Alexander. I like it <laughs> from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shay. Oh, that yeah. he play like Snoop Dogg. I like it. <laughs> that nigga play like the TOW. I with him. That's three, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's three. Oh. So we get to four. Well, wait a minute, Embiid keeping his light on a little bit more. He th- one right now. I'm gonna throw him in he there. Uh, That's why I had to check myself. Mm-hmm. I throw him in there, Embiid. I have to. I, I know the game. I'm still paying attention. Yeah, he's
1: paying attention. And then number five, we go to
2: the T Wolves, the young goon from Minnesota. <sighs> Anthony, will bang on your ass <laughs> right now. I will bang on your ass right now. This was <laughs> You got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done because there was an honorable mention. Uh, Brian, oh, yeah. you coming off the bench for being an old ass. <laughs> with <all his> <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> so that was very uh, funny. Yes. I uh, mean, that
3: that guy, imagine if he could, if, if you could say anything on a NBA broadcast. I would, if, as an executive, would pay him yeah, top dollar to break. Because that is a guy. We always talk about who is the color analyst you would actually put a game on for. Yeah, yeah And there's never a person. right? If Snoop Dogg could do that during a game, I would actually put on NBA games that I had no interest in just well, to hear what he you said. Know, did, you ever hear,
4: did you ever hear him voice over... The- <laughs> The, the lizard running through the snakes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. I it's mean, so good. It's so, so good. It's an so old timer I yes. would think what you could do is you could have a YouTube live show while he's watching the games, like the Mannings do. You could do like a Snoopcast.
4: Yeah, and you know and you knew what it
1: was. And you, yeah. And you 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 go there expecting to hear certain things. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly what you hear on all the smoke and before he, I bleep it all out. He
3: knows football too. I would love to have him with Al Michaels on the Amazon cast. <laughs> oh <laughs> that would be
1: freaking awesome.
3: Boom, bang on that ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of football, uh, real quick, I'm kinda of jumping around here, but the retired Peter King Released his list of nicest quarterbacks he's ever had to deal, deal with King? in his career. Yes, Peter, Peter King. King. Peter King. Um, and Peter this was on his way out the door when he had made the announcement the other day. Um, Do you know who the top three are? If you had to take a guess. Well, one of them's going to be Boomer, for sure.
2: Because
1: they have a long relationship. There's no
3: doubt one of them's going to be Boomer.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, I'll Peyton s- Manning? Yeah, Peyton Manning was one. Boomer was two. And who's number three? Can Tom you- Brady. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And number four? Your guy, Kirk Cousin. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Number five, Geno like, Smith. I was Geno <laughs> Smith. Wow. Look at that.
4: Yeah. I was looking so, at you like Dante Culpepper. No no, 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 no. Well, like I, I told you, I go all the way back to 1984 when Peter started at the Cincinnati Enquirer, and I was, and I was uh, drafted by the Bengals, and Peter somehow, some way, picked up me and my former teammate at the University of Maryland, Pete Koch, and he had a rabbit. Volkswagen Rabbit and Pete was 6'5, 280, 290. And I'm looking like I got to
1: get in the backseat of this thing. Mm. And I said, Welcome to the and NFL, I guess. How about that? And that's, it right. sounds like the Andre the Giant documentary when he got in those small cars in France that he couldn't even fit into. That's probably what you guys look like. Uh, it was ridiculous, actually. Yeah. Um, since we're on the NFL, just quickly, Xavier McKinney was on the Pat Leonard podcast. Uh, He is another one of these guys, which makes sense as a teammate. He wants Saquon Barkley to get
2: himself his new deal finally. Saquon is a phenomenal running back. Uh, He's a great dude. Um, He's a dude that deserves to be paid. We'll we'll see
1: what the market does bear for Saquon and all these running backs that are going to be free this uh, this coming offseason. It it is amazing how many of these running backs are free
4: now. Big names. Uh, There's going to be like seven or eight to choose from. I mean, Saquon's right in the middle of his prime. You know, I mean, boy, I'll tell you what. Big D. Big D. Dallas. That would be phenomenal. Could you imagine Saquon Barkley in a Cowboys uniform? I could. Right? Yes, I could.
3: I'm trying to. I've thought
4: about it already. That <laughs> would be so hard to like even just fathom and wrap my head around
1: that. Well... The Giants don't want to give him the I deal. Think Maybe the Cowboys will.
4: I you know, I, I, was thinking that uh, I also read something where Saquon was was talking with uh, C.J. Stroud.
3: Yeah. And mm. that the Texans are a big landing
1: spot for him right yeah. now amongst. Oh, that'd be killer. He'd be he in Texas and he has been Houston and not yeah. Dallas. Oh. Oh, well. Uh, Mets lost to the Marlins, 2-1 in spring action. Jose Quintana allowed two runs over an inning in two-thirds. Tyler McGill, three scoreless. You've got the Mets and the Cardinals coming up uh, later today. Luis Severino, the star. I'm going to play you something from the Yankee game, and then you're going to tell me why. Okay. Now, I will tell you that, uh, well, let me play it first, and then tell me why I'm playing this. And the 3-2 from Weathers. Comes right at him. Drilled the other way. A leadoff base hit for John Carlos Stanton and strong Giancarlo Stanton. Any thoughts on why I might play that? Was he batting leadoff? No, That's a good thought, but no, that's not not why. Uh, The pitcher was David Weathers, who's now 65 years old. You're close. So Al and I were talking on the warm-up show about he had to make a phone call to a credit card company for a dispute when they informed him what a great customer he's been, that he's had the card for 32 years and he felt old. So I played this, and my first thought was, David Weathers ain't still pitching. It's his son, Ryan Weathers. Wow. Yeah. David Weathers was just on the Mets. Yes. He wasn't just on no, the Mets. I know that. You get what I'm saying. feels like, like it, like it feels yeah. like he was just on the Mets. And now his son's up pitching. Oh, my gosh. I saw oh. that Justin Bieber turned 30 today, and that made me feel old. Uh-oh. Yeah. I can. Uh, I, I, get that, that, I, yeah. Thought,
3: I honestly, if you would have asked me how old he was, I would
1: have said twenty two. I've been around eight, a while, though. Eight years off. Didn't yeah, but he hit was a it,
3: child when he first right, burst on the
1: scene. Didn't he hit it with the mute? Well, was he a child or was he in his, like, early, low teens, like early teens? I thought he was, like, 10 or 11. So he was, like, a YouTube sensation, wasn't he? No. I it was oh, like probably I do think. Yeah, he was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, 30, 30 years old. Yeah, David Weather's kid is pitching. Yep, how about Jesus. that? Anyhow, uh, Garrett Cole the start tonight. Yankees will play the Blue Jays. The Islanders, you know, they beat Dallas the other net on the road last night in Detroit, and they got another win. Thompson backdoor play for Paul Maryland, right through him. Yeah, just couldn't find the handle right. Well conceived. Here's oh. Nelson scores. Oh my goodness. That- oh my goodness. Yes, that was uh, Brendan Burke, Butch Goring on MSG. Isles beat the Red Wings five to three. That was uh one of two goals for Brock Nelson, Matthew Barzell, Casey Zazika's score as well. Here's Kyle Palmieri. he says that's back-to-back wins and a couple of tough places in
6: Detroit and Dallas. And that was a really good road trip for us. Uh, we'll head home and get ready for Saturday. But um, a, a lot of positives to draw from from this week, and um, we'll just keep that rolling in the right well, direction.
4: The, the interesting thing is is that both The Devils and the Islanders have played 59 games, and they're, let me see, they're right outside of the wild card with Detroit and Tampa Bay holding on to the wild card, and Detroit and Tampa Bay have played more games than both the Devils and the Islanders. Detroit only one more game, but uh, Tampa Bay has played. Three more games, so they can. How about that? At six points, right there, they can catch. They can catch Tampa Bay just yes, by could. winning those three games, no doubt.
1: Uh, the Islanders and Rangers off tonight. You've got the Devils and Anaheim starting right around 10 p.m. Uh, Rutgers beat Michigan, 82 to 52. Hofstra beat UNC Wilmington. You got tonight Columbia playing Princeton. I know Princeton's really good, so Ivy League battle there. And Caitlin Clark says she is leaving school not early, but she's going to forego her final year of eligibility to uh, enter the WNBA draft. Apparently, David Weathers' kid's been pitching since 2020. Is that true? He's been around that long. Wow, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. It's very possible. I mean, we've seen a lot of the players we grew up with with their kids coming through, but that's just one I. I it just doesn't feel like he was pitching all that long ago for the Mets. Yeah, it's got to be tough for some of these guys,
3: you know, like Charlie Woods and David Weathers' kid. Not easy. Well, Charlie Woods, for sure. I mean, how do you ever compare to Tiger? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Just messing David around. with David. Yeah. Who was the other kid we were talking a, about that was, that was uh, just recently of an athlete's kid? Bronny. I mean. Oh, yeah, Bronny. Yeah, like Bronny and Charlie well, and, Woods and then David Weathers. Okay. Yeah. Same type of thing, you know?
1: Well, you maybe should, within the family dynamic, it is. Yeah. It has to be. Even reading, we had the uh, story we were talking about Cal Ripken and his mom being abducted, whatever it was, 12 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Reading more into that story, you see the personal life and how Cal Ripken's son was drafted twice, went back to college the first time, and then the Orioles drafted him, and he never got beyond like triple A ball. That's got to be really hard when you're a Ripken and you can't get to the big leagues.
3: Hmm. Or you're Cooper Manning. Or that. Yeah. yeah I but suppose. You
4: got,
1: but you got Arch Manning. That's
3: true. Which even more emasculating. And Coop, But Cooper had an injury, though. Whatever. Facts are facts, but it's a, man. Well, you but got your, like your you two brothers and you and your son that are all going to go to the NFL. dad and you're doing, and your dad and you're doing, you know, commercials trying to be the funny guy.
4: Well, it's he a
1: funny guy. Well, maybe tough, but you know, there have to be depressing days, though. I agree with you.
4: Yeah, that, like, they're why? them and I'm me. Yeah, right. <laughs> there has to be? I don't know. I kind of feel like you know they're all so tight that family's so tight, hundred percent. And there's probably you know, come on. We always see Eli and, and Peyton going back and forth in, in good, kind of like a, a good-natured way. But I would imagine that com- the competition within the family is
1: probably pretty intense. Yes. But think <laughs> about what those two accomplished in the NFL. Yeah. And you feel like the third guy. Oh, they brought him along. He was, he's was he been with them. Right. Exactly. They took care he of just him. brought along. Like they put him on a leash. Ah, uh,
4: they didn't do you that. You know what? That might be the ultimate
3: leech spot. <laughs>
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Over in Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. A couple of things from our afternoon show I wanted to bring up. Right. I was listening on my way to the haircut yesterday, and I heard what could quite possibly be one of the worst sort of dad joke lines I have heard and generally, Sean Morash is not like a dad joke type of guy, like he's he's got humor that makes me laugh, but he said this, and I actually told this joke to the subject of the joke just now in the newsroom, and the subject of the joke didn't even understand the joke. All right, here's how it goes. So Evan, I told you, he's trying to get out of the growing the beard and hair Pete Alonzo contract. Bet that he has. He said he's not going to shave his beard or cut his hair till Pete Alonso and the Mets have an extension. Turns out that ain't going to happen during the season. And Scott Boris is going to take this thing to the end. So he'd have this long ZZ top beard. He would look like basically, you know, uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway. So he decided, I got to get out of this thing. He tried to play Sean Morash and pickleball to get out of it. He lost, can't get out of it. So now he threw out there, What if I dye my beard? a different color for 15 straight shows and then shave half of my beard off and go to opening day Would that suffice of me looking like an idiot and get out of this because I can't, I just cannot have this beard. So they said yes. Everybody in the show said yes. We had all these dyes out in front of him and the different colors, you know, like ruby red and sparkling yellow. And one of them was grandma gray. And Sean Morash goes, well, that's what we're going to be calling Maggie one day. So, if you get it, because her last name is Gray, and he's saying that maybe she's going to be a grandma. So I go, I go to Maggie, and I said, did you happen to hear Sean's joke about Grandma Gray? And she goes, no. I said, well, we're going to be calling Maggie Grandma Gray one day. And she goes, what? What? And I said, well your last oh she goes, Oh, my last name. Yeah. Okay. Horrendous. Oh
4: yeah. Horrendous. Hor- I mean, just horrendous. <laughs> you know, I think about I think about those guys I feel I feel so bad for Tiki at times. <laughs> <laughs> He's like in the middle of this madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh you know, I wanna say I feel like it was like three weeks ago when we had Tommy Lugauer coming out of an uh Nick Net game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes. Dogs and, and damage. damage yeah dude dog damage that's yeah the whole dude dog damage that's his thing, thing. Yeah. i know well they ain't, ain't no gonna pass dog damage right now man. yeah right <laughs> what
5: well, and who's got a better narp posse you or tiki and uh, you know we're you're so familiar with us the, right those are relatives well they're new. younger narps that is true and
4: and Evan is the ultimate narp
3: yeah, but, I mean, NARC posse, in a sense, like, how are you defining who's got the better one? Like, who has right, exactly. more non-athletic people or who has more athletic narcs? Less
4: less mutant-like. Less mutant-like? Well, you guys are definitely less mutant-like. I mean, Sean Morass is just a mutant in himself. You know? Yeah. I think about it. Right. I love Sean, but, you know, it is what it is, and he plays a good role.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Except for the grandma gray joke. Yeah, that's, I, that's one. They they gotta, kind of you got to take flat, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Even with Maggie, it fell flat. All right, so I was going through Evan's book here to see if he really went in, the uh, my Mets Bible, scoring 30 years of baseball fandom, to see if he really went in on the story from L.A. that me, Joe, and Evan had. And he did. He almost went the full story, almost the complete full story. And one of them, this is the Ryan Church game in 2009 where we were at Dodger Stadium. It was the Omir Santos-Vin Scully story. Where Vin Scully, it's Sweeney Murdy's favorite story. I probably told us a thousand times. But I'm sitting at a table in press dining with Joe Beningo and Jay Horowitz. Vin Scully walks by and Jay introduces Vin to us. We had never met him before. And uh, Jay's like, Vin, come over here. Joe Beningo, Greg from New York. <laughs> and uh, And Vin Scully doesn't say hello but just launches into a story and he goes you guys have a catcher named omir santos i'd never heard the name omir in all my years of broadcasting so i went to the ladies who work here in the press dining that speak spanish and i said what does omir mean and they all put their hands over their mouths and started laughing and one of them looked up and said penis omir means penis you guys have a catcher named penis and walked away (laughs)
4: So, so this is before Al was talking about penis.
3: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Vin Scully was the first penis guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that uh so that is in here. He did that. And then also when he was so upset, Evan, over a May eighteenth regular season baseball game out in LA, uh he asked me to do the, the Mike Francesa impersonation to get him out of it. And I did, and I, I was describing very, very vulgar things like just you know, I can't. I can't even really say it on the yeah, air, but he could have yeah. put it in a book, and he didn't. He just. He just said he. he so this time was Mike Francesa saying some of the most vile things as he described the scene of a porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Between how spot on uh, Gio's Francesa imitation was and the hilarious material coming out of his mouth, I not only began laughing; it was a belly laugh. I'd forgotten why I was so angry. So there you go. And so, why was he so angry? because it was, whatever, I forget how the game ended. (laughs) Ryan Church got thrown out at the plate. Could have won the game or something. I don't remember. You Uh, know, whatever it was. And the year... (laughs) Listen, i in a second. (laughs) 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 And one of my favorite moments from that trip was they they made us pay our own way out there because it was our idea. So I could kind of understand that from a business standpoint. We wanted to go out to la two years in a row to see the mets in anaheim then the mets play the dodgers there was an nba finals game was our idea so they made us pay our own way
4: out
3: there right and we were were covering the games and doing shows
4: i know but did you
3: guys share a hotel room we did oh and yeah we shared a hotel room and joe Boningo was on the cot because he wanted to be on the cot all three of you guys in a hotel room oh come on we i swear to god it was the mid days too on top of it and he woke you up
5: in his underwear,
3: yeah, right? in, yeah, in his tidy whiteies, he was. Yeah, I said, he goes, bro, you don't even need to set an alarm. I'll be up. I'll be up at five o'clock. Probably up before that. I'll wake you up. And he was. He, I woke up to him slapping my chest with the back of his hand, wearing nothing but tidy whiteies. Going, bro, it's five. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Most (laughs) jarring thing ever. But but what I loved about that—I never think it was the back of his hand. He was slapping me with, as opposed to something else. Those are just was whipping me with. But anyway, so uh, yeah. So anyway, so we we pay our own way out there. Right before the first show that we do, Dove sends me the live read that he has to read the the billboard for for who is sponsoring Joe and Evan in L.A. Okay, and it's Delta Airlines. Joe goes. Are you effing kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Get me Mark on a phone right now. Get Journey on a phone. Right- we had to pay our own freaking way out here to L.A. I had to buy my own flight. G, who makes like thirteen thousand dollars a year, is buying his own flight out here. And you telling me you got Delta Airlines to sponsor our shows? <laughs> Give me a freaking break, bro. Get him on the phone. <laughs> that cheap
4: bastard. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Is that in the book or no? No, that's I not, in, not the in the book. book. Okay. No, that's not in It should book. be in the book. <laughs> yeah. And there was
3: uh, a <laughs> another moment in that trip where Joe and I were out on the balcony of the hotel room smoking weed. And Evan was not joining us. <laughs> we were sitting there talking music, smoking weed on the balcony in L.A. And there was an earthquake.
4: <laughs> and Are Ed, you sure there was an earthquake? You weren't having like delusions. No,
3: no, no. What's funny is we were with the opposite effect. So, Evan, who's totally sober, he's in there doing God knows what, you know, maybe like a Build a Bear or something. <laughs> so he's in a, he comes flying out to the balcony. He's like, We got to get out of here. There's an earthquake. Did you feel that? And I was like, "I, I No. no mm-hmm. and, and Joe's like, Bro, I didn't feel an effing thing. <laughs> next day it was like 6.8 on the Richter really? scale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Evan was right. Evan was 100% right. But anyway, so that's a cool, uh, there's a little more addendum here. I should have wrote, written a forward for this.
4: Uh, my Mets I'm Bible. I'm surprised he didn't ask you to do that. Who did write the forward? Did anybody write it? Uh, ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Uh, it doesn't
3: look like it. Uh, introduction. No, just an introduction, no forward. Dedication? Hmm. Any dedication yes, dedication to Craig Carton. To Craig Carton, actually, for his, the years that he spent with but no mom, dad, Sylvia, Jet, and Spence.
1: But there's a lot of acknowledgments too.
3: In the back, is that where Somewhere, because I saw a whole list of them. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, what are we doing? Oh, uh, is this It was almost a- like uh Peter Schwartz son thanking all those people? Oh, oh, yeah, similar. yeah. That was like oh. a, that was like an Oscar speech. Oh, I got a story about that. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina comes home from school. This is, you know how some people lie about what their kids say? I will never do that. Okay. This is word for word, what she said. She goes, Daddy, you had a high schooler on your show today? I said, yeah. He talked a lot. And I said, shut up. Let my daddy talk.
4: (laughs) I was like, yeah, he did talk all oh, lot. You know but He came in prepared.
1: Yeah.
2: People must have come after uh, Peter on social media too, because I saw a tweet where he was talking about how how mean people are on oh, Twitter. That's
3: unbelievable. I
5: mean, he, did. I don't
3: know how many times I got to tell, but there was ninety eight percent of the people. Congratulations, that's yes, awesome. So, high. and then great. a couple people try to knock him down, and he's got to focus on that and tweet about it and ruin the moment. It's just like you can't, you can lead Peter to water, you can't make him drink it. All right, yeah, so here we go. We got a whole bunch of them. we to a buffet and he'll eat it. Joe Beningo, <laughs> Tiki Barber, Mark Chernoff, Chris Olivero, Spike Eskin. Yeah, look at that. To my in-laws, to Ken, Alex, and Jesse, everybody at Triumph. There's a lot of acknowledgments. Two-page of acknowledgments. Are you in, in, in there? there? Acknowledged? No, but, I mean, I got my name. He, he was very, very, he, I, it's actually embarrassing how nice he was to me in this thing, so I didn't even read it because it was over the top. Well, over you, guys the top good, nice. you guys
4: were good friends at one time. Yeah, well we yeah yeah, you had a lot of similarities. You love the Mets, you love baseball. (laughs) You're both bipedal. Yeah, no, 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 no. We uh, we did not have a lot of
3: similarities. Just the the Mets really was it, and working at the radio station. everything else was
4: yeah, but that's big. I mean, you guys spent a lot of time together. We certainly did.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.